Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource. I am Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who is passionate about prevention and supporting women along their holistic health journey. Today, I am speaking with Delta Brogdon, owner and personal trainer of Change Is Now Fitness and the Delta Method in Midtown Atlanta. I've personally worked with him and refer people to him all the time. He takes personal training to a whole new level and shares some of his wisdom about life and his work with us in this very inspirational conversation. Visit me at kumbayallpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes for this episode. We will have links to Delta's website and the resources he refers to during our chat. Enjoy. Well, thank you, Delta. I am so excited to have you here with me today um, for my second podcast interview. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'd love to begin by uh, you introducing yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, My name is Delta Brogdon, owner of Changes Now Fitness. Uh, My methodology that I'm working on is the Delta Method. Uh, We are at uh, 2115 Piedmont in Atlanta, Georgia. I am going to be 60 next next month, mm. <laughs> and so I've got a birthday coming up. Nice. Um, I have been doing this at that particular location for since, I think, 2008. Okay. I have an athletic background, started in the ninth grade playing baseball, basketball, running track, never played football. Okay. <laughs> um, just never had the interest in playing football. Yeah. But uh, that athletic background kind of is still something that I rely on because I had great coaches and Mm. teachers. And it was a kind of a natural progression for me to still be doing what I'm doing, although I got sidetracked because life kind of took over and you should be doing this yes that's a that could be part of a topic a little bit later (laughs) (laughs) well i'd love to hear that progression like so you're an athlete um then you know kind of how did you find your way into helping women and people the way that you do now uh first i wanted to once you finish college athletics for me i just wanted to still stay in shape Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends I watched them kind of decline and put on the extra weight and I just decided that I did not want that to be me that started me to working out so when I was playing basketball Mm -hmm. I really didn't want to work out (laughs) (laughs) right because you're doing it so much already (laughs) exactly just felt like more work but afterwards I didn't have that that kept me in shape so I needed to do something and working out with weights and plus at I'm 6'2 and when I finished uh, playing basketball at 6'2", I was 168 pounds. Wow. So mom used to tease me and say, son, you're a cross with arms. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to put on weight and be a little more substantial and not be this rail. Mm-hmm. And I also... Um, at that time was a little bit of a perfectionist so it mm-hmm. wasn't just about working out and watching people and doing what they were doing i had to know and understand for myself mm. and so i asked a lot of questions read a lot of books and just applied myself yeah uh, that kind of started me uh, doing my own thing there came a point to where i was in various gyms and people would ask me, because they would watch. People watch other people. Oh, totally. And they would ask, uh, what is that exercise for? And I would take the time, and I would be thorough, because I wanted to answer the question and make sure. When I did that, I always got a response. 
you know, you're actually good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you taught me well. Like right. I, it's like, well, you, you really did a good job. See, you kind of take for granted what's in you. Mm-hmm. But you keep hearing these, getting these hints from other people. And then finally someone said, why don't you really think about being a trainer? Yeah. And I hmm, never really even considered it. Right. right. Opportunity presented itself because I found myself pursuing a modeling and acting career mm-hmm. and I moved away from home. Mm-hmm. Home is Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I went to school at the University of Tennessee. Nice. So I moved to uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul because I had relatives there, checked out a job. But that gave me an opportunity to start doing something. Modeling, acting, when you think about it, that right there, you still go from job to job to job. It's not like somebody's hiring you unless you're lucky. Yeah. And so you have to do something on the side. It's like the guy that says, I'm an actor. Yes. But I'm a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I found myself being able to stay in shape and do the things that I wanted to do and have the flexibility um, by being a trainer. Mm-hmm. At the time that I started, remember I said I'll be 60 next month. Yeah. Um, there, the personal training was not what it is now. Mm-hmm. At the time, the training that people could get the gym still provided it mm. so you could go up front and sign up and somebody would spend time with you give you a routine and that was just commonplace yeah. until the personal training started to be a money-making opportunity mm-hmm. so then they would start to remove it and offer personal training mm-hmm. this was happening right at the time in minnesota to where uh, it's just a perfect time for me to get involved. Right. So that's kind of how I got started. It's just people asking me questions, suggesting that I might consider doing it just because of their experience. So I did. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And um, I just love your gym. And so, I, you know, I think that has a, a, a big it's a big like descriptor about you you know how much your gym in your gym if you haven't been to see delta's gym before it's like you have your own stuff and you've built some of the equipment and i mean you have some traditional equipment in there but a lot of it is is really engineered by you and i mean i just think that's fantastic and that kind of goes into your your background as well didn't you work somewhere with um engineering and well it no or building it, no okay i have a car hobby okay well then that's what <laughs> so i'm thinking I build cars. <laughs> I so that car hobby believe it or not um when i found myself at this location i had transitioned through some things i won't get all into the personal detail but i found myself not being able to just go and borrow money mm-hmm. and i had taken a leap of faith saying okay something is telling me to move towards this right i did that got the space and i'm sitting in the space and i'm like okay i'm praying about this now that'll come out of me a lot so yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay Lord, what do i need to do how do i what do i do and i'm sitting there and i'm kind of pondering this and thoughts are coming to me and one was what can you do now what can you do right now on your own and I'm looking at my balls and dumbbells and things lined up on the floor. It did not occur to me, dude, you build cars. Yeah. You can build fitness equipment. Right. <laughs> it really did not register. And But what came to my mind was, well, I could build something to get the balls and stuff off the floor. And the answer was, start there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so that's where I started. But it still didn't really click. And since you've been in the gym, you know the two columns there? Right. That's right in the middle that yes. I can't move them, can't do anything with them? Correct. 
I had to figure out how do I utilize those. Mm-hmm. And I kept just looking at it and looking at it and just imagining. And all of a sudden it came to me how to use those. Mm-hmm. So I created something that allowed me to mount in between the columns, hang rings on it. So when I brought the fitness, or should I say the uh, um, athletic rings, the, right. that was, I would say that was the thing that made me go, oh, yeah, I can build anything in here I want to build. And that's when I started. And I just started building, and I started building from a standpoint of movement. Mm-hmm. And at that time, if you remember... I didn't have a lot of equipment like right. your traditional equipment. Right. And I was doing a lot of weight uh, with your body, mm-hmm. uh, things that caused the person to move. Mm-hmm. I added the traditional equipment because I found people coming in and they couldn't move. Right. In the way using their bodies, doing a squat. It's just certain things I thought, no, that's not good. So I slowly began to bring in other pieces to facilitate the processes of various people. Yeah. We're so stiff and tight and weak, I think, just, you know, with our sedentary lifestyle. So it sounds like you've had to use those pieces of equipment to meet people where they're at exactly. to then build up like hey i'd love for you to do this multi-planar like you know movement and get all these muscles moving and and they just couldn't stabilize through it or they they couldn't handle it and well i'll give you an example yeah trainers they walk in and they're always looking for a place and they walk in hey do you work with other trainers let people run out your facility and sometimes i have conversations and in those conversations i'll say so with what you're looking at do you know how to use everything right (laughs) and so with the gymnastics rings for example they'll say "Mm, the equipment yes but not really yeah okay and then i will show them let's take the squat for example right and if you, you know how to properly squat, right. okay? A lot of people don't. And even if they do, often their knees, lower back does not support that. That's not something that they can start with. Mm-hmm. By having people hold the rings and putting them into an angle and I can let them drop into a squat where their knees are in a particular position and they don't feel their knees at all but i'm facilitating the movement yeah having them drop into a deep squat yeah that they would normally never be able to do so that's affecting the body right there right having them pull out of it and so now i've got legs i've got biceps i've got arms and i've got people going oh wow Yeah. You know, but when they look at it, it's like, oh, I can never use those rings. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so that is kind of how the gym has been evolving. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I found that I can build anything that I want, then I began to kind of get creative and imaginative and yeah. build things that I don't see on the market yet. Right. Yeah. Well, I swear when I was working with you, um, you had the rings and you know now they call it red cord i swear you were doing all that assisted weight stuff mm-hmm. before red cord came out and all these mm-hmm. new and i'm like ah delta was doing this <laughs> you know way back when um so would you tell us a little bit about the training or the schooling that you went through to be able to do what you what you do i mean have you gone through personal training school or any kind of programs so once i realized you can get any kind of certification i went to a LA Fitness. Yeah. After I left manufacturing, mm-hmm. and their requirement 
was a certification and on the desk was a place that you can go and get the certification that actually met their needs yeah it wasn't ace it wasn't anything you know what i would call significant that people asked for and i thought that was odd so but i went yeah you did it now you go on a weekend Mm. listen to what i'm saying a weekend (laughs) (laughs) a saturday (laughs) from nine to five and you walk out of there with a certification oh yeah and you're able to go into a major place and get a clients that Okay, yeah. so something's wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, it so happened that as I was observing and just being a part of that, you got the basic things. They did cover the basic things. Right. Um, but it didn't leave you in a position to know how to work with people, whether it's somebody that's eight years old or 80 years old. Right. And so that I saw as a problem. Then I started recognizing that it is really not the certification. You really have to know the body. Yes. Apply yourself. Yeah. If you're going to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. So that basic certification, once I understood that, then I started to think about my own approach. Mm-hmm. And there again, one of those things where clients would say, you know, Delta, you approach things so differently. Mm-hmm. I have to ask the question, so how? Why? What are you saying? Yeah. Well, and then they would elaborate, and I would go, oh, okay. So that's how they're receiving and perceiving this. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting. I asked a client, and this was interesting. Yeah. I asked a client, I said, so how would you describe to people what you're experiencing when you come here? Yeah. She paused, she looked at me, she said, a personal support system. Hmm. That's my response exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that term before. <laughs> yeah. She said, well, Delta, when I walk in, the first thing you ask me is, how's it going? How you feel? What's going on? Now, I'm here for an exercise session. Right. But I may walk in wanting to get the exercise session, but when I leave, I've got to go and deal with a employee mm-hmm. and i'm a little bit concerned about how to deal with the employee and i'm not comfortable with it but i can go through the exercise session talk through the specifics of this situation yeah when i leave here i'm in a position to actually take action and i feel a lot better because i've been able to talk to somebody who has 13 years management experience right that's invaluable and if by chance my elbow is hurting me i can say oh by the way i'm having a problem with my shoulder and can you help me with that yeah. so you save time I hit the table, we're on the table. By the time I finish, I'm off and running and ready to go. Yeah. She said, now that is personal support. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. But that's how she described it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. My biggest challenge has been to figure out how to transition from what people understand traditionally. Mm-hmm. So think about it like this. Personal trainer. Yep. I had a problem with calling myself a personal trainer, Mm -hmm. coming from a manufacturing management background. It didn't sound or feel important enough. Anybody can say, oh, I'm a personal trainer, right? Right. And so I kind of struggled with this, and I had people say different things to me to help me move past the struggle. One was, when you're good at something, there's always room for you. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The other was, from a coaching standpoint, when you're able to engage people, no matter who they are, right? 
gender, race, religion, doesn't matter Age. where they are, mm -hmm. okay? That's important because we live in a society that is, it's not easy to find that kind of engagement. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Totally. And so I found myself moving towards something in me says, expand into coaching. Then, just like certifications, you can go online, you can see all of these coaching processes being offered. Yeah. So I'm praying about it, uh -huh. thinking about it, and I wound up meeting a husband and wife team, went through their coaching process. Okay. It took me about a year and a half, mm -hmm. so it wasn't just a simple thing. But that opened my eyes, and here's how. Everybody that would walk in the door, anybody that wants change, mm -hmm. I know that the habits and behaviors that are in place will not serve them. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not where they already want to be. Right, right. Yeah, well, because you're standing in my doorway yeah. saying, I want something different. Yes. And yeah. the difference actually starts within Right. If you really think about it, it starts within the desire is first. Mm -hmm. Then you start reaching for what it is you want. Right. That means you have to change habits and behaviors to match the person in the future that you want to be. Yes. Does that make sense? Totally. So that really slapped me upside the head too, big time. Yeah. Because I saw myself. Right. I saw myself. Everybody desires and wants and and we all go about it differently. And most of the time we go about it based on how we've been taught. Mm -hmm. So everybody has a caregiver, your mom, your dad, my mom, my dad, all the caregivers are different. Yeah. And all the belief systems and all of that gets shared. Yeah. Some is true, some <laughs> is not. <laughs> right? So yeah. you can see where I'm going with right, this, right? right? So the biggest challenge is just to see where a person lives in their own consciousness, in their own awareness and understanding. Right. Um, once I began to see that, then I could deal with people individually. Yes. It was no longer one size fit all. The other thing is the uniqueness of each person start to show up. Right. That was a big deal. That's awesome. And so when people come in, it's not just like, okay, you want to lose X amount of pounds and X amount of days, or you just want to get stronger or healthier. It's like, I mean, I'm sure they share their goals with you, mm -hmm. but then you're assessing, okay, you know, what are their stresses that they're dealing with? How are they, like, what truths are they, you know, believing and, and mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, Mm -hmm. guide their life but maybe restricting them or not serving them or you know exactly yeah exactly and you you'd mentioned the table just so people know like what would a session be like with you like i know you mean the massage table but mm -hmm. it's not like your your way of working with people is so unique um and i love it so much but kind of describe yeah what what would a typical session be like um, okay yeah so anybody that the minute you come in i engage you how's it going today what's going on Okay. I remember um, one of my clients said, oh, that's pretty good. And I looked at her and I said, no, really? Yeah. That's <laughs> not gonna going to fly here. Yeah. She said, oh, you really want to know? Right. Like, this is yeah. not chit-chat. Like, this is <laughs> right. nice. Like, no. That sets the tone. Right. Okay. That tells me where the person is in the moment mm -hmm. and what they need to move forward. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, everybody has long-term goals. Right. It's the short-term stuff that can trip you up. Mm -hmm. right? right. And so that's what I listen for. I listen to see what's really going on 
uh, if I said I listen kind of beyond the words mm-hmm. and I pay attention to the actions, the behavior, the emotional state, all of this stuff now. Whether shows they show up, up on me. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all shows up. Mm-hmm. And then I begin to engage them from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the studio is private, it's just uh, me and my wife, it's, it's just two of us. Mm-hmm. So it's not like people just walk in. All right. Everything is by appointment. Right. And so that one on one is it's really special to people. So we get to do anything that is needed in the session. And the session can be let me give you the most recent thing so I can be a little more specific. 72 year old guy Mm -hmm. finally comes in. His wife's been at him for four months. Yeah. He envisions a place like L.A. Fitness. He envisions somebody handing him some things and leaving him to himself. Mm. But something prompting, prompted him to come in. Yeah. When he came in, we had conversation. I wanted to understand what his concerns were and just hear him. Mm-hmm. Hear where he is. It did not matter what he said. I would just ask questions to say, okay, I got an idea of what's going on. In 72, you know, it's really about health. Yeah. You know, I walk every day and I do this and I do that. And I said, okay, once we, I got an idea, the next thing is, okay, let's move. Let me watch you move so I can see what's going on. Yeah. Now, if I... If I watch you move and you're squinting mm. and you're oohing and owing and it's like, okay. You're stiff and yeah. Yeah. So now this particular guy was very, very stiff. To take weight and have him move and start to push weight, the first time that it wasn't with him, it showed up to me the first time I thought, what is this? And it made me concerned because I knew if I did traditional, it could hurt them. Mm -hmm. They would not know it. Yeah. Okay. They would just feel it afterwards. So I moved them a little bit and I said, so what's going on with the shoulder? Well, I fell two, two, three weeks ago. Okay. And this one has just always been a problem. Hmm. From that moment, I wanted to touch him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I said, let's go to the massage table. Yep. Let me put you on the table. I put him on the table, and I just felt what was going on. So when I felt, I went, that's why he's moving like this. Everything was so tight and so restricted. Right. And that let me know to be careful. Mm-hmm. And his approach would be closer to physical therapy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it just can't move too far too fast. And right. he was so grateful because he knew he needed something different, but he couldn't articulate what it was he needed. Yeah. And he did not want to go into a gym. Right. So to answer it really as clearly as I can, the uniqueness of a session basically depends on the person, where mm-hmm. they are, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I create the session from there. Mm-hmm. Another way to say it, and I said this to one of the guys that uh, was in the studio, and we were considering partnering, and we did for a while. I told him, create an experience, not an exercise session. Right. So it's a little bit more going on than just what I call, just don't do the beat down. They leave, they're sweating, they got to go home and sleep for an hour just to recover. Right. Right. And so I managed to get away from traditional and begin to create something that really met the need of, of the person. Mm-hmm. And I saw 
a response that I didn't expect. So when my clients try to describe to others, here's what they say. One thing, at the end of the session, you get a 10-minute massage. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and if you need to use the whole session for that, you can. Right. Really? Right. Yeah. And he listens. <laughs> right? So it is just such a unique thing. Now, here's the thing. It's what I do. Right. Now, imagine me trying to duplicate me. Hmm. Imagine me trying to franchise this and trying to build it. So I have to have like-minded people that are committed to what they do. They enjoy it. Right. Right. And you remember one of the first conversations you and I had? Mm -hmm. You were that person. I saw it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You you were that person. I could tell by your energy. I could tell by your communication. I could tell. It's like, okay, this is that kind of person. Right. And so that let me know that they're out there, people like us really are out there it's a matter of finding them and giving them the opportunity to have a client base and kind of help them establish a baseline Mm because I think every trainer has a philosophy right right and they operate and execute what they do from that philosophy Mm -hmm. could be an accurate philosophy Mm -hmm. it could be inaccurate so when I say refine it is to help people get more information and make decisions on their own, mm-hmm. but understand the premise of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And if they can understand that, you can train or work with a person that is 12 years old right. or 83. Right. So my youngest client, I think, is uh, about 24. Okay. My oldest is 83. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a wide range of people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like your philosophy, would you describe it as, you know, very much education based, but working with the whole person, not just, I mean, you've got the massage and manual therapy skills um, to help the tissue, prepare the tissue for exercise or calm it down after exercise, um, you know, with the training, the physical activity, but then also with the communication and then just the talking. I mean, I think that was what I enjoyed going, you know, was doing different exercises and different movements than I was used to doing, Mm -hmm. but also whatever we happened to talk about that day, I always left feeling energized and, and yeah, just ready to go for the day or really motivated to do something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. whatever we Mm -hmm. were talking about. So, um, is that how you would describe your, your philosophy or your Yes, uh, that is, I really enjoy seeing people, especially myself, Mm -hmm. evolve. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that that's really what's going on here with this thing we call life. Yeah. Because you can gain the whole world, but you can't take nothing out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can be famous as Michael Jackson, but still, people will remember you, but still, that still stays here. Yeah. You know, so what I really find myself doing is trying to understand more than what the person is actually there for. Mm-hmm. In fact, and this would maybe an odd thing to say, but I, I said this to my wife. I said, you know, when people come, I feel like they are after a certain thing, but what I try to give them is what they are looking for, but more. Mm. And the more comes through understanding. See, let, let me elaborate on that. Yeah. Young people, Mm -hmm. 
not all, but the majority of young people, and I can say at one point I was doing the same thing. <laughs> it's about looking good. Totally. Okay. It really is about looking good, especially if you're not married and you want to get married. And so you want to tight this and the, the lifted that and you want to look good. Mm-hmm. Health is a byproduct, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's an afterthought. Yes, yeah, an afterthought. It just happened. Oh, yeah, I'm getting that too. But really, you're after something else. Mm-hmm. To position it like that also can bring a degree of mental stress. Mm-hmm. Now, think about you go, you get it done. You don't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. You check the box. You stress yourself out. By the time you leave, you're more tired. You train for two and a half hours. Right. Okay. And so to live in that space, that's the young people. Right. Okay. I was there. I know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The older generation, I will remember one of my clients at the time was 72 or 73. Mm Mm-hmm. She looked at me in all sincerity and says, Delta, I'm at a place to where I have to do this. Yeah. And so I want to be able to lift my luggage and put it in the overhead compartment Mm. when I get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) right? And so the joke between us, when I gave her five-pound dumbbells, all right, it's luggage time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I reminded her, this uh-huh. is what you said. It's Keep your eye on the time. prize. Yeah. There you go. Oh. And so everybody lives in different places depending on where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And isn't motherhood introducing oh, something to hello, you? hello, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Uh-huh. And you couldn't see it all coming, right? Nope, nope. But it's still part of that part of life that just is one experience after another. So I realize we flow through things, and I'm at an age to where I can recognize patterns and where where you are in the forest, so to speak. Right. Um, you know what it's like to be 16. Mm-hmm. 24. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, stop at 24. <laughs> but now, so for me, being 60 next month, yeah. you don't know what it's like to be 50. Right. You can only imagine. Right. So when I heard the young trainer who was 21 tell a 48-year-old who he was overworking at the time on his first session, mm. I don't understand how come you can't do this. I can. What? That's exactly what he said. Yeah. And so afterwards I said, you really don't want to say that to somebody. This guy is old enough to be your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't understand why? It's yeah. because you're not his age. You you can't relate. Right. He can relate to what it's like to be 21. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I say all these things to say just still how unique people are at different times when they come into the studio. And the, my biggest challenge is to meet them where they are. Right. Right? Right. You ever had somebody cry on you? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, how did it feel when it first happened to you? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, your immediate thing is like, did I make them cry? Did I, you know, did something I do spur that in them? And so you have that initial reaction of like, oh, I didn't want to do that. I feel bad, you know, but 
then obviously with experience and you know mm-hmm. that needed to come out exactly. you know and now i'm like out. oh they feel comfortable enough hopefully exactly. to let it out in front of me mm-hmm. so i mean you have this experience that okay it's it's not negative i mean it's not great but it's also okay there's some healing that's happening there because they're letting it out and yeah i mean exactly so the first time you know it's happened to me many a times and the first time it happened before the whole coaching part, mm-hmm. it was I felt like maybe that I had done this. I just wasn't sure how to handle it. Right. Um, but I have a good management background, so it was like, okay, let me just let this be as it is. There's right. nothing I should do, need to do. But from the coaching, when I actually got a little bit more information about the uniqueness of people and how to help people see what it is they don't see sometimes, right. I still let it be, and I begin to ask people, different questions to Mm. bring to the surface Mm. what's really going on Mm. and then i can invite them well we can utilize this time you can work out we can have chit chat conversation yeah how's the weather yeah (laughs) Yeah. right superficial exactly or we can say okay you were going to consider some things last time we were here and uh, did you get a chance to think about those things? Where have you landed? Right. And now we're off and running on a conversation while we're doing things. Yeah. The one thing I learned is some people like to stop and yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm like, ah, 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 let's keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> keep the heart rate going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it really is a unique space um, that I feel like I've created. And uh, when people come, it's, uh, it is different. And it's hard for them to explain that difference. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I've only been impressed when, every time I've stepped foot in your space or worked with you, so. Well, thank you. What are some commonalities that you see among most women? If we, t- you know, think of just women now. I know you work with men as well. Um, like, is there something that you are seeing most people or women specifically are working with or working through or dealing with, I should say? yeah. There's a the macho man. Yep. <laughs> okay. Beer belly. He's still, well, I've kept myself in pretty good shape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. I know. <laughs> so then the woman is hard on herself. Mm. That's the common thing that I find. Women tend to be harder on their self and it can get be unrealistically so yeah yeah uh, i remember complimenting a young lady that um and i was in la fitness at the time she looked great she looked like a trainer mm-hmm. and i said are you a trainer no well you look great and you definitely look like you know what you're doing instead of just well thank you i appreciate that well i've got work to do and she just went on with all the things that she felt were wrong wow and I thought, wow, this that was interesting, mm. you know. And I didn't. You didn't know her. You just. I a, didn't like know her. That, I was just yeah. saying, hey, you know, you look good, and you look like you could be a trainer. Mm-hmm. And so it showed up different ways. Another one was a. Uh, this was a tennis pro, mm-hmm. and just a like a five foot one fire plug. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm not very strong on on machines like this. And I had her seated on a seated chest press. Yeah. And I said, well, let's just see where you are. Oh. And I said, so try this. And I just kept moving the weight down and just let her do three or four reps. And yeah. out of, at the time, I probably was training about 50 or 60 sessions, 30-minute sessions in a week. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people that yeah. she was the strongest out of everybody that sit in that. 
Wow. And I said, you know, you're the strongest person, <laughs> <laughs> strongest female. Yeah. And she said, well, my dad really taught me how to do push-ups. And then he kind of, she kind of elaborated a little bit. And I said, so show me the push-up. She got down in the push-up position, slowly did a military push-up, went down slow, pushed up fairly quickly, and did about 10 to 12 of them just like that. Wow. And I'm like, okay, hmm. and you don't consider yourself strong. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So the thing with women, I listen, um, and I try to help them see their language. I'm not. I can't. Okay. Yeah. And I call that self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Totally. Okay. But um, I find that's one of the main things, and I try to help everybody. But like I say, women tend to be a little harder on themselves, and I tend to point out as much as I can the opportunity to see themselves differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of your gifts is reading between the lines and mm-hmm. seeing, and, and I think even you know, at a moment's notice, like you may have a certain session planned out in your mind and people show up, at least I felt that way with me, like, mm-hmm. okay, we were going to do X, Y, Z. And I come in flustered from something or stressed about something that's coming up and it's just distracting me from the moment. And, and you really can, you know, kind of assess the situation and then deal with it in, in a way to kind of get that person back on track to where they mm-hmm. need to be. And are there any resources that you found, um, you know, since becoming a coach or, or kind of coming into the stage in your life that you feel, or you know, that you end up sharing more often with people, whether it's websites or, or books or... Yes. Um, one of the first, one of my clients when I started at LA Fitness, and so when I say I restarted, I went back to something from manufacturing that I really loved and I knew I could just start. It, it was just there. It's just my gift. I can do it. Yeah. And I was, start, I was working with this guy and he was doing a um, seated row. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him from the back, and his back was moving very funny. And I said, okay, so what's going on? And it was unusual to the point to where I stopped him. Right. And I said, okay, what has happened to you in the last three months? Yeah. Now that... Well, I was in a car accident. Uh, oh, yeah. you think you should have told me that? I know. <laughs> that might have been information to impart before we start. Right, yeah. right. And so I said, I don't want to continue to do this because the way you, the movement that I see, something is off, something is wrong, and you could wake up the next day and be very, very sore or pain and not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I said, Have you ever gone to a chiropractor? Mm hmm. And it turned out that he had, and he had someone that he wanted to go to. And I said, well, when you go and you get the adjustment, please have them call me and tell me what it is that's going on because I want to know. If that didn't happen, I would be concerned about working with them. Yeah. Okay. And so um, Dr. Moran, Audra Moran, I... <clears throat> that was my first interaction with her. Yeah. So we had a good conversation. I said, okay, I want to meet this person. So mm-hmm. I met her. Um, and then people were talking about, I don't know if you're familiar with of her, Dr. Bob Dalton. Yes, yeah. Okay. A chiropractor, right? Dr. Yeah, Bob. Bob. Dr. Yep. Bob kept coming up. I'm like, who is this Dr. Bob? So <laughs> I decided to go and see Dr. Bob. Okay. 
And so I got to know another person that is a gifted healer right? that can bring to the table something that I can't bring to the table. That's the other thing I learned is don't play with people's health. If you can't do something or if you're apprehensive or you're not qualified, say it. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is where I cut off yep. and this is where Amanda comes in yeah. or Dr. Bob comes in. That's yeah. really, that's the truth. Yeah. And so I find I like hearing people talk about the resources that they they run across mm-hmm. and there's a common thread when the person is good at what they do mm-hmm. they like them and that's for their personality yeah they feel cared about yes and they're well he's patient and you know you hear all of these things it's like okay i want to i want to meet this person i want to reach out and connect to this person yeah because the person is doing something that i am not in a position to do Mm -hmm. and if i can't help them connect to these people right more than likely they're going to have to stop with me right because i'm not going to let them keep on going and they can leave and go somewhere else and say well you know he was not comfortable working with me and then find themselves in a situation where they're going to be where i didn't want them to be but right exactly most of the time people will trust what i'm saying and they will they will move forward and um try to utilize yeah the resource that i'm recommending and there's no nothing other than just a recommendation like you would send people me, to me yep. and I would, that, that's yeah. all that is yeah so, perfect yeah. well and that's you know why i wanted to start this podcast it's a a resource you yes. know i mean just the people that we trust the people that are out there letting women know hey, these people exist and and are passionate about what they do and um, Mm -hmm. can help you. So what has had the most impact on you professionally? Or if I can say, like, what experiences have you had that may have really, like, influenced your training style or shaped the professional you've become? Hmm. Uh... Maybe that coaching. I mean, because I feel the, like the coaching was a big deal. Yeah. But what came to mind when you actually said that mm-hmm. was two people. Mm-hmm. The one person um, spent time twenty years at Emory in uh, um, baby delivery. Yeah, but was also going to Africa, going overseas, and establishing nursing practices and helping and. This person in my studio needed my support, needed my help. Mm. And it was at a time to where I didn't feel, you know, I just get to a point to where you feel like uh, um, everybody can be a personal trainer. Right. It's almost like I hate to even say, oh, well, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. Right. You almost doubt yourself. Like, am I, That's what it am is. I really good? Like, you know, like anyone could do this. This isn't, yeah. Exactly. I've been there. <laughs> and so, yeah. And I think we all go through that. Right. But. When I began to see, and it came up in me like this, I need you to help her be strong so she can do what she's doing. (laughs) And I went, oh, oh, okay. And so that kind of came up and that made me really stop uh, the doubting and just to help support do whatever i could do with people because people leave my studio and they go create in life themselves and without somebody that's helping them they can't add value Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing yeah great second is client comes to me i have to be careful because it's i don't want to 
names and yeah but the she hit the door normally bubbly funny but her countenance was like i said i said okay okay what's wrong something's going on yeah you know and she had just gotten confirmation that she has to go through the whole breast cancer thing mm. and obviously <clears throat> in that moment we sat down yeah we just had conversation and so what was needed there was just a listening ear to have her say so she could even hear herself right. we just both had to get to this place of how do we move forward right and so what i reassured her of is whatever you need just let me know if it's an abrupt cancellation i'm okay with that right, <laughs> right? right. and so you just tell me what you need and so that was very helpful to her yeah. and now she's coming to me for an exercise session but she still came mm -hmm. that was interesting of itself it's like yeah. oh, i doubt i can't make it tonight some stuff has come up and um i'm going i'll get back to you yeah that's not what she did yeah. she came and we had conversation right there's a latter a later part in her experience and now i think she's like five years cancer-free. Great, great. Right. Yeah. But she was in this place to where she would meet with this one particular doctor. Mm. And she was always different when she came in with the doctor. So mm. how's it going? Like when she came to see you after seeing that one particular that person, one particular you were person. like, yeah, this is, Something's she was not off. Right. She was off. Okay. <clears throat> so I began to engage her. So how's it going? Because, you know, you got 50,000 people treating you. You go here, you go there. I mean, yeah. it's just, right. it's enough to keep up with. Right. But this one and this particular client would get online and apply herself. Mm. She would not just take, you know, what this person said and just go and do it. Right. She wanted to know. What do her own research. On. Exactly. So she was utilizing people as a resource, but making the decision herself. Yeah, and yeah. I said, okay, you're responsible for you. Right. If 10 doctors says, oh, we need to cut that arm off. And one said, uh, I think we can save it. Yeah. Guess what you're going to do? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Take that one chance. <laughs> you'll take that one chance. Uh -huh. Right. And so <clears throat> I asked her, I said, so this one particular one, when you come in, it's causing you stress, and I see it, and you feel it, and you know it. Mm -hmm. So what are your options now? Because I think making an adjustment there may prove to be beneficial to you. What do you think? Yeah. And she thought about it. We talked about it. She changed that person. Mm. And so I want to say that person, if, it were, if this person was my wife, yeah. and the doctor said, do you want to live? Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, it, I just went like, okay, um, that's not good. No. And if my wife had told me that, I'd be knocking on the doctor's yeah. door. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got a so it was those kinds of comments that said, no, something is not right. Some people... And you hear people say, well, you know, some doctors have the God complex. And yeah. you listen to me and you do what I say. And, you know, unfortunately, I think she had ran into that experience. But once she changed it, it, it smoothed things out. Yeah. So 
all medical people are not created equal. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. All lawyers, all trainers, totally. people are not created equal. I had a um, chiropractor. He mm-hmm. said, Delta, out of a graduating class of 200 chiropractors, the one that finishes at the bottom. Yeah. What do they call him? I'm like, what? Doctor. Yep. <laughs> and you yep. don't know. You got the top of the class or the Egg, bottom of the class. Exactly. The, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that is really made me pay attention to the feedback that clients would get mm. from medical people. And I would say, well, here's this report he gave me. Do you understand the report? Mm. Well, let's review it. Yeah. And so I, to the best of my ability, if I looked at something and I said, nah, I'm not sure what this is. Next time you come, we'll review this because it's important that you understand what they're saying here. Right, right. You know, because that's part of your plan. That's part of what's going on. Yeah. So that has been one of the things that really significantly changed me. One was my own self-doubt. Yep. And the other is there's so many resources out there that you, when you're going through challenging things, Mm -hmm. Just pay attention to how you're feeling and make the adjustments that you need to make. Yeah. So things will smooth out and you can reach the end that you want to reach. Well, I hear two things there. One, pay attention to how you're feeling, which Mm -hmm. most people, I think, and I can be guilty of this, not slowing down enough to be able to be in touch with what they are feeling, you know, just staying too busy or not doing any kind of inward reflection, you know. So, one, giving yourself the space to appreciate what you're feeling and be in touch with that but then also being empowered to say you have options Mm -hmm. you know like i think our parents generation they see like oh the doctors are god you say this and i you know you say jump i say how high okay Mm -hmm. you know and now it's just not that way Mm -hmm. but in the same sense like you go online and there's just so much information out there and you don't know if it's good. You don't know if it's bad. And just because it's in print, it's written, it's, Oh, it's believable. It's, it's true. Right. You know, I mean, and that breaks my heart when people are, you know, I see clients where they'll come in and they've been doing X, Y, Z exercise from the internet or they do something that just really is not serving their body or their healing, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're doing it with good intentions, but then I have to educate them like, okay, all this that you just spent money on, like not so great. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. Because there is so much information just readily available out there. So how do you find talking about, you know, having the space to listen to yourself and and realize that? Like, how do you find your balance between work, life, family, car hobby, you know, Mm -hmm, (laughs) all that? Well, for one, I pay attention to how I'm feeling. And like you said, that's one of the things that, I think over time you learn to do Mm. and paying attention to the emotional state. I have walked in a gym, sat on a machine wanting to make myself work out, check the box and really got present to the fact that of no, (laughs) you need to go home (laughs) (laughs) and I've walked right out of the gym without doing one rep. Yeah. Okay. And so it's taken time to get to the place to where I understand how to, I guess I can say, sustain harmony and happiness in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I do it is really just paying attention. And, and I'm going to make a statement here, subversive. It basically says, 
be in the world, mm-hmm. but not of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what I really found that, that that means to me. We're in this world. It's a physical experience. We're in the physical bodies. I mean, but something else is going on as far as I'm concerned. But we're in this. Now, you can be in it to the degree that you get so caught up in the drama. <laughs> totally. And it's just... The title of drama queen gets stamped on your forehead because you really can't step back out of it and say, okay, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. What's really at stake? I am so frustrated, so unhappy, and I don't know what to do about it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And a lot of us find ourselves in that situation. Mm -hmm. So I found that I, um, however, I have the unique ability to become the fly on the wall. <laughs> really, I yeah, say that. To yeah. become the fly on the... If you can actually step outside of yourself and kind of assess. Yeah. Why are you feeling like you're feeling? In the moment, you're saying. In you the moment. That. Yeah, great. And kind of look at what's really going on here. Yeah. And that gives you a chance to re-choose your emotional state. Mm-hmm. To abandon one. Yep. For one that allows you to think clearly, it feels better. Now, that takes practice. Mm-hmm. But that's an answer to your question. Yeah. When you really start paying attention to you, mm-hmm. your emotions tell you what's going on. Right. Okay, in so many ways. Can I give an example? Of course. When someone says something that offends you, okay, that feeling of offense mm-hmm. comes up without your permission. Mm-hmm. It just shows up. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, I'm offended. <laughs> right? Yeah. This doesn't feel good. Okay? Yeah. Now, if you stop and say, why am I offended by that? Mm. Why am I giving away my power and letting this person get me all sideways yeah. and bent out of shape in a space that I don't want to be in? Right. But they didn't put me there. I did. Right, right. <laughs> Let me look at that a little closer and begin to re-choose. So again, if you think about this, every emotion that comes up in that moment for each of us, mm-hmm. I found for me, is the truth. It's mm. the reality of who I am. Right. It may point to the fact that you want to do something about this. Yeah. Let me give you another example. Right. The guy that is used to road raging. Yes. That's not good. <laughs> right? For anyone. For anyone. Yeah. And until you recognize that it's you, the trigger is external to you. Right. So I'm sitting at a light. Two guys get out. One cuts the other one off. I'm the third car back. I'm like, please don't pull out a gun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just please don't. They're nose to nose at the stoplight in the oh. 3 o'clock in the evening. In the street. In the street. Oh. Mad at each other. Raging. <laughs> what? You're like, this is why Atlanta traffic is so bad at 3. Because they're all trying to get home early and they're pissed when they get <laughs> Exactly. God. You know, so when you, you know, for me, when I go, okay, let me pay attention to how I feel, and re-choose my feelings. Now, you can do that. Right. I can reestablish my feelings at any time. How many times have you dealt with a client and you've had to go, okay, yes. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Right? Yep. yep. Client, your daughter. 
okay, yes. dear. <laughs> yeah. Mommy's getting a little frustrated, <laughs> right? Just put your socks on. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave that alone. Yeah. We got to go. Okay. Yeah. So we have the ability to rechoose at any time, but mm-hmm. once we really start to see that, yeah. then there's an empowerment that comes up. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want to do at any time, and nobody can yank your chain right. without your permission. Right. Right? That's powerful. Yeah. So now you get to understand, I can live life on my own terms, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm in an arena, this yeah. world, yes. that when I catch the ball and I start running towards the goal, there's a lot of people headhunting, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I can shake and bake and dance and move, but I'm still trying to get to that goal, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the goal is important to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody else typically knows that. Right. And so what I find is you, if you hit, get popped, you fall on the ground, you get up, you shake yourself out, and you recommit, you yeah. reestablish, and you keep going. Yeah. And uh, that's empowering to me. Yeah. That's the thing that I have recognized. And I've, I learned that from my clients. Mm. That's a but big how deal. do you stay in that space? So how do you... Practice. Okay. Like, do you have a daily meditation practice or do you like read the Bible or like have time or just, do you have quiet moments? Like you just between the thing that works for me now, I'm a person that I like audio. I can listen to mm. audio books. Okay. Yep. Um, an example, mm-hmm. I have probably listened to four books. And so over the last 90 days, and when I say a book, it could be, 90 pages it could be 20 pages but what i find is the more i can intake information Mm -hmm. and then determine how to apply see knowledge without application is just knowledge (laughs) okay you know how but you're just not applying (laughs) right (laughs) you know what to do so what i find is that's what have has really helped me Hmm. um i do listen to a lot of the uh bible yeah the bible is not easy to understand yeah Okay, so it's a challenge when, you know, you read, go into your closet and shut the door. It's like, what? (laughs) Why would I go into a closet and shut? Well, no, it's not literally meaning that. It's saying go within yourself. Okay, and meditate. Dwell on the things that you actually want to manifest, you want to happen. Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on, focus your energy, mind, and everything about your being on seeing the outcome that you don't want. That's called worry. Yeah. So you worry yourself right on into that which you did not want. Yes. Okay. So it's that's what manifesting one oh one. You yeah. think about it, you're gonna create it. Yeah. You know? It's so practicing <clears throat> that. So now I'm at the point to where I used to be confused about the meditation. Yeah. But you can be in the car driving. Yep. And if you think about it, you can be and I'm gonna use the word meditating imagining Mm -hmm. that is always at work yeah and now i'm at a point to where i say okay is that thinking Hmm. so let me elaborate on that thinking for me now is directing my imagination for an intended outcome Hmm. when i stop and I'm no longer directing it purposefully. Mm-hmm. It's still going, like music in the background. Yeah. It's just still going. Yeah. So 
I'm asking myself, what is that? What's really going on? And I'm aware that it's going on. So there's several things going on, okay? Layers Layers of it. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going, okay, why did my imagination go to something that I don't want to experience? Mm -hmm. It just popped up. Yeah. Like an acorn falling and thumping you on the head. It's like, what just happened, right? (laughs) And so that's the detail that I'm starting to see. And so with more that I, as I see more and learn, Mm I want to kind of adjust and apply. Yeah. That uh, you gave me a podcast, mm-hmm. the Heart. Heart Math. Heart Math. Yeah. So I listen to that. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that I can, I listen to it once. Yeah. So I'll go back to fall asleep to it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it right on my phone. Yeah. And I'll just listen to it. And drift right off to sleep yeah i may wake up and listen to it again Mm -hmm. okay but the interesting thing about that particular heart math it gets into um explanations for why things are as they are the Mm -hmm. scientific part see everybody likes data yeah and it's hard to talk about the stuff that is not data driven right and that particular uh episode talked about uh intuition mm-hmm. and so the guy made some statements about intuition that i thought i like that yeah that's a good explanation i can't say that i actually thought clearly about intuition mm-hmm. but i can take what he seems to understand mm-hmm. look at this apply what makes sense and then begin to do my own research right. as to how these things are occurring in me mm-hmm. does that make sense yes so it's always you learn this you do that you learn this you you just keep applying and applying yeah. yeah totally true so i believe strongly in prevention as a key to living a healthy and vibrant life what are some things that women can do or that you see that women can do to avoid issues down the road or um if you could give us some of your general prevention tips for overall health what I find for the most part is it starts mentally, okay? So I really engage people mentally quite a bit. And I mentioned that self-condemnation. Yeah. Just think about it. You're saying, I'm not. You're saying, I'm wrong. I'm not good enough. Mm. And it's not just unique to women, right. okay? But to declare that within yourself feels like what? I mean, you have to ask yourself, what does it feel like? Well, there's something going on there, and this is your window that you're looking out of. Right. And I would say, so there's a lot of windows. Mm -hmm. Why that one? (laughs) Right? And then invite them to look at how they're perceiving themselves first. Nine times out of ten, the tendency is if you see yourself like that, it's hard for you to see everybody else in a positive light, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so mentally, and this is really for men and women, just inviting them to really see themselves differently and do something differently. Now, from a movement standpoint, now that's mental. Yep. Okay, that's the mind. Mm-hmm. That also spiritually, self-condemnation is also 
your outlook on life. Mm. We have this gift called life, and we are in the experience of it. But if you look at it as a negative, oh, man, it's just hard. It's just challenging. It's like I just get so sick and tired, and people are just, you know, you just, yeah. okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad myself. I know, right? right? right. Okay, so there's a spiritual component that people don't like to talk about. Yeah. It's not easy to talk about it because you have to find the words to communicate it, right? right? The physical is easy, mm-hmm. okay? And I say the physical is easy, and I'll make a statement. The one thing I will tell you is the absence of movement that makes you old. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Age with age, you know, things are going to change. But what happens is we work to retire, Mm-hmm. We sacrifice and we make all this money, and then we got to give all this money to somebody to get our health back. Just yes. to, and it's this cycle, right? Okay, so to pay attention, what they call uh, smelling the roses along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For now, that applies to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in getting the rose in my hand that to get there, I'm stressing out, and so yep. I start to say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Harmony all the time is the most important. Mm. Another way to say it. I like it. that word, harmony. Yeah, harmony. Well, think about it. Movement in the body, if everything is in harmony, there's no pain. No. There's functionality. Mm-hmm. But you can move and you got a little tweak and there's pain and you didn't injure yourself mm-hmm. that you know of. You yeah. might have picked up this and it's stranger, but you start to say, okay, what's going on? So to restore that harmony means that you've got to be doing something on a daily basis to make sure nothing is out of pocket. Yeah. Nothing is out of line. Yeah. The problem is that for the most part, our bodies are so resilient. The best way to say it, a bicycle missing one spoke. Yeah. Still can function. Yeah. But it's out of harmony. Right. It's not as it was originally designed. Mm-hmm. Keep removing spokes. It can still function, but there's a tipping point. Right. To where you take out enough, that's not going to function right. like it. And so now you got a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Our, our physical bodies are the same way. Well, and it's, I think we're all living with, like, we deal with our bodies missing a spoke here and there you know and then we just kind of get used to that being the new normal of like living with fatigue living with yes little aches and pains and oh it's a normal part of aging i'm just getting old no and now it can can be be, it it, it can be done but you don't take off for 10 years and then go out there and get in that i mean you got to prepare the body and so that's the other thing uh one of the things you asked me earlier i realized that just because a person can do something in that moment, that may not be the starting place. Yeah. You don't, just because you can does not mean you should all the time. Mm. So you prepare, and then when you bring that in, the body, is, they can do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What inspires you? Seeing people be their best. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just it in a nutshell. That's yeah. myself included. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? right. So it's, this, it's that constant challenge to move past fear, mm-hmm. doubt, and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. We're all faced with that yeah. every day of our life. Right. 
And so to move past that is to reach for something that you have hope for and hold that hope in you in such a way until you have what you've asked for. That's faith. Yeah. Right. And so to engage people and see where they are in their understanding and then give them words and and ways to get at or understand Mm -hmm. what the process is that they're doing. That's the other thing. My manufacturing background. Yeah. Everything is a process for me. Mm. Okay. And once you kind of see where a person is, um, you can't tell them what to do because then they're going to act on your words and your words may not lead them where they want. And mm-hmm. now you've got, well, you told me to da-da-da-da-da. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You can't be responsible for them. Right, right. But to encourage them, support them to the degree that they take action and then they come back mm-hmm. and they've had a reward. Yeah. Yeah. That actually happened today. Um, can I give Yeah, you? please, yeah. Client comes in. She's been impacted. Okay, so I'm just going to, like a diagram. Impact. Oh my, okay. Feelings. Interpretation of how do I feel. Frustration. All these things are coming up. Now you're dealing with uncertainty. Well, how do I fix this? What do I do? And when she hit the door, she's normally a energetic, happy, and I could see something's different. Yeah. So I engage her. So how are you doing today? What's going on? Why are you different? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm joking. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So they start laughing. And then we talk about it. Yeah. Okay. If they're comfortable, we talk about it. And in that conversation, we talk about all the possibilities of what, what do you think of what if, what, if, what if this happened? And so what do you think are your options? And just question, 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 question. Yeah. And then they're just talking, talking, talking. She comes back. And we're talking about six days later. Yeah. Five days later. Okay. She comes back. So what was the outcome? Yeah. Because she's in a difference. She's in her normal space. You can see the difference. I can yeah. see the difference. Oh, it went great. Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. You left all this frustration. Yeah. <laughs> all that drama. And all of a sudden, you're back to great. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Here's what happened. Then she tells me. So she moves past uncertainty into something that comes and it's a solution. Yeah. Right. And all that. Then she actually gets more. I don't want to get into detail because right. the person who's listened to it will be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly that what was that me. is. Yeah. <laughs> right. But to see her in her energy that's normal, yeah. having achieved what she committed to, which challenged her initially. Five days earlier. Only. Exactly. So I say, you remember we talk about this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You just don't understand all the time what to do. Mm-hmm. It's not always clear, but if you just be patient, things will show up. Mm-hmm. And so what I said to her, I said, now here's what I learned from your experience. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> which I need to apply to myself. You were impacted. It didn't feel good. <laughs> but right now, all of what it took to work through what you worked through, keeping your commitment, mm. okay? Because that's the thing. You have to keep your commitment. Right. You are not the same person. You've evolved. You've learned. You've grown. Yeah. And you're still moving forward. And what you're doing will add value to other people. Mm. it makes a difference for other people right okay 
And the difference that you're experiencing as a facilitator requires you not to give up and to hang in there. And uh, you've achieved. Nice. Now, when it happens again, guess what we're going to do different? (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what I said. I started laughing. You know, guess what we're going to do different? We're not going to get caught up in all that. Well, wait a minute. We're back at uncertainty. Yeah. A little bit of doubt. Maybe a little bit of fear. But, see, we keep doing that. And we keep repeating the same cycle, not knowing it's the same cycle. Right. But when you see the cycle, yes. it's like, wait a minute. Then you can break out and there say, you go. let me just make a different mistake. You know, we keep making mistakes, but as long as they're different mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like- it reminds me, there's a verse, and it was in James, and it says, Brethren, count it all joy, the trials and tribulations, that that's going to bring about a work in you. Mm-hmm. That's meant for you. Mm-hmm. Now, who volunteers... Uh, Lord, I'd like to be more patient. Be real careful about that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're going to experience everything that you yeah. know causes you to enter into the actual experience of patience. Yeah. So outside of it is theory and concept. Mm-hmm. But to feel what it patience feels like, okay, dear, we got to put our socks yes. on. So you know. I you do know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, those are the things that show up. But once you yeah. begin to really see it, now you can really live life differently. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, okay, I'm kind of understanding what this thing called life is. And in the end, what is it you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What kind of woman or man do you want to be? Right. What do you want to stand for? Yeah. Right? All yeah. of these things matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how? Um, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you or to find out more about your business? Change is now fitness. Okay, you can look up Change is Now Fitness, uh, the Delta Method. If you look up the Delta Method in Delta Method Atlanta, mm-hmm. I'll pop up. Okay. But if it's just a Delta Method, you're going to find a mathematic derivative. Yeah. Of, <laughs> no, sure. that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can call us, 404-803-3957. That's contact number. Okay. And we're at 2115 Piedmont Road in Midtown Buckhead area. Yeah. And so we had a good location, been there for a while. And if you don't remember, anything else just remember delta yeah that's that. you have delta so thank you so much for your time well, thanks and for having me i, I really hope to have you on again if, oh. you know in the future yeah if you can of course um because i just feel like we have so much more we could even talk about than mm-hmm. this but um thank you thank you thank you for your time today and for imparting all this knowledge and wisdom onto all our listeners well thank you i don't know about all that I but <laughs> i did share some stuff I right learned, I <laughs> but thank you very much for having me